1: Get after it today, Wednesday night, encountering God, experiencing the power of God. We're coming at it's 2020 free. 2020 freedom. Pastor Gladys, I heard the altars were packed and people crying. Just it was just an epic in here. You know, you're a part of a hungry church. Don't ever stop being hungry for the things of God. Those who hunger and thirst are the ones that are satisfied. And so let's always be a community and a culture that has an appetite for the things of God. Um, And I hope and pray that we can stimulate a little appetite for God's best in your life. Um, And so I want to just kind of piggyback on freedom. It's Freedom Wednesday, I don't know if I could quite duplicate the powerhouse that is Gladys, but I want to give a couple perspectives on freedom that I rarely hear taught. We spend some time with our Pathfinders, taking them through freedom, and um, but we've never really seen this, so we always trial it on our guinea pigs called apprentices, which we just launched 100 new apprentices <laughs> yesterday. and um, But... Uh, I want to talk a little bit around the topic of what is freedom for? Why did Jesus set us free? Yeah, it is for freedom that He set us free, but but why? And so I want to teach a little bit about freedom is for function. The purpose of freedom is not to just get, evil out of your life, it's actually to remove things and obstacles that are keeping you from being functional, okay? And so we're going to start real quick reading the Word of God. One of the things I love about the Bible is, and, and especially at Eastlake, there's been times that I've just read the Bible in here and I feel like I could just read Scripture and never underestimate the power of God's Word be a person, this is, um, be like my wife, Melissa, get into the word this year. Don't depend on Pastor Marco or Pastor Natalie or Pastor Mike or Pastor, to to break the word down for you. Have your own encounters like we just heard from Denise where she's just right out of the gates reading Genesis 1 and it's like God speaks to you when you're in his word. In fact, I've actually heard it said that 90% of hearing God's voice happens when you're in his word, what a habit to start the year with, not just the year, what a habit to take into your next decade, what a habit to never let go unfulfilled, does anybody right here want to commit to getting into the word this year, I mean getting into the word, listen, the church that Pastor Mike was so beautifully talking about. The hope of the world. The hope of the world is really based on two basic things. Maybe three. Um, Read the word, pray, and be together. Connect. It's not complicated. Yeah, we wanna make it relevant, we wanna make it cool, we wanna speak it in a good language, we want it to be powerful, but it's really fundamental, it's not difficult. Anyone who puts into practice getting together regularly with other believers, praying and reading the word, you will see massive transformation. Our job as ministers is not to complicate the promises of God, it's to simplify them. You will never choose to participate in the activities of the kingdom and be disappointed. Never, never, never. In fact, I promise if you will this year endeavor to give your life to the principles of the kingdom, you will not regret it. And you know what else? No one in your life will regret you doing that. Everyone who's close to you is gonna see a higher level of health, a higher level of faith, a higher level of confidence, a higher level of gentleness and kindness and patience. How many of you would like the people you care about to like you more? Not just because, you know, they're healthy, but because you're healthy. Let's read the word. I love this. We're in Colossians chapter 1, verse, what verse are we at? Nine, thank you. It says, what I love this, this is what pastors do, this is what leaders do. This is what Paul was saying to the church in Colossus. We've not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. And this is what we ask God, is to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will, get this, get this, this is a key word, underline this word. Your lives will produce, every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. Anybody need a little patience or endurance right now? It's available. All the patience and endurance that you need. May you be filled with joy and always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us. Get this, get this. Because we're going to be talking about freedom. But what we're going to do is give biblical context to the term freedom. He has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. How many of you like the word of God? (laughs) Word of God is always for today. It's always for right now. It's always for your life. So, our first point is you and I were intended to be functional, fruitful, and faithful. So, when you talk about freedom, remember the beginning of that verse, he wants us to produce, be productive. That means there's something that my life offers to the world that's good, that's healthy, that's extraordinary that's needed, that's necessary, that tastes good, that smells good. Freedom is not just the elimination of things that you don't want anymore. It's actually creating space for the things the world needs and wants and you were engineered to bring forth. Freedom, listen, if you only think of freedom as the elimination of bad things and not the creation of space and land and territory for the planting of things that are necessary, you'll never understand freedom. Freedom is not a one-time thing. It's a perpetual lifestyle that positions you and I for productivity and prosperity and promotion. And so I want us to not look at freedom just through a lens of, I have an issue. Hey, listen, you probably do. I do. Pastor Mike was picking us up on the way, and on the way here, within 15 minutes, I was aware of a couple issues in my heart already. So don't think you're going to graduate from issues. But what we want you to graduate is from issues to productivity. And so anytime God is addressing issues of freedom in 2023, it's because he's designed your life to be productive, but there are hindrances and obstacles that are currently in your world that are keeping you and I from being optimally productive. Remember, going back to Genesis, go and be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, Subjugate it, I haven't heard subjugate in a while, thank you, subdue it, take dominion over it, be productive in it, be strong in it, offer it something, be potent, be full of life. Oftentimes what keeps us from being full of life are issues that stifle and cripple and twist us from productivity. I, I picked up a couple pictures. I was looking for tomato plants. I was looking for, I didn't know tomatoes don't really have an orchard. I love you, but I just couldn't find them. But I found some pictures of uh, some orchards. Do we have those? Yeah, okay. Good, good, good. Now, stay on this. Uh, this was in Brazil. They produce one million tons of or- of oranges annually, this particular orchard. That's a pretty productive. They feed the earth. They're, they're, it's territory that has been cultivated to be productive. That's your life. Should be cultivated to be productive. But I want you to see a picture of an orchard kind of next to a wasteland. Do we have that one? It's an orchard. That's, oh, okay. Well, we can stay up on this. This was the activity, you can notice the orchard here on the right. This is activity that you need to do to cultivate land so that it can be fruitful. I want you to know if your territory looks like this, never been dressed, never been groomed, never been discipled, just full of weeds and full of all kinds of whatever's been growing for generations, you can't just throw orange seeds into that and expect an orchard. You have to clear the land. You have to clear the land. So is freedom to clear the land or is freedom to plant something? And most of us only look at freedom through the lens of I want to get the, the roots and the knots and the ugly out. Your, your life was never just meant to be void of ugly. It's meant to be present with life freedom is one of the activities that clears the land of your heart and mind and soil soul so that what is born of God can grow in you what's born of God the seed of God the the incorruptible amazing seed of an orange cannot grow in that and so sometimes the promises of God for our life the issue isn't the promise the issue isn't we haven't cultivated a life that it can grow in. In 2023, you and I want a life and a heart and a soul and a mind that the promises of God can not just grow in, but flourish in. You with me? How big of a blessing would you like to be? Freedom will always position you to bear fruit. In fact, if you're not bearing fruit, you're really not bringing God any glory. It actually says this, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. That's what brings glory to God. You were engineered from the beginning to be fruitful and productive. But what happens is all kinds of things have crept into our world that have caused us to be shut down in our ability to be fruitful. Freedom is just designed to get you back to a state that can grow things again. Not just forgiven from a tangled life. Come on, that's not what this is. That's the beginning. Cleaned up, made right, made fertile, made functional, so you can produce for the glory of God and the benefit of of our city, our family? Who's waiting for your life to start working? It's not God's will that your life's dysfunctional. I promise you that. Why would he send his son to purchase you out of dysfunction, to buy us out of the kingdom of darkness, to transfer us in to function and light and life? I can feel God in here. It's Eastlake, I always feel God in here. It's one of the reasons I like to come here. Part of it's for you, part of it's like, I just feel a little closer to heaven down here. One more picture though, I want. there was one picture that I really liked and it was like trash, right next. Yeah, yeah, here's an orchard. I couldn't tell if it was oranges. You know how it is when you're trying to find pictures that tell your story. I was like, is there trash next to an orange orchard? I couldn't quite find that, but I'm just assuming this is in the off-season. So let's just imagine that this is the off-season and those really are orange trees in the orchard. But how interesting, how interesting, right next to an orchard is a trash dump. Wouldn't you think that those soil is probably pretty similar right across across the, the road. What is it about that fence line that causes something to grow on one side and something to be trash on the other side? Is it the soil? Is it the climate? What is it? It's the condition. See, freedom is about cleaning up our mess so that we can plant something that's valuable, vital. You with me? Doesn't that change your thinking on freedom? It's like, gosh, like if you didn't run to the altar on Sunday, I might want to. I want to be productive. You with me? So what God wants to do? Just just understand. This is what Jesus came. Yeah, your life might look a little bit closer to this side of the fence but his will is for you to be on the other side. Wherever you are in the middle, why don't we apply what he's done for us to get us cleaned up? I want you to know there's been some seasons in my life where it was such a mess that I didn't even have the power to clean it up. That's why I have to get into community. That's what these altars are for. These are altars of transformation. I have some reoccurring toxins that just keep popping up. And so I want to bring those to somebody that understands my world and break contract with those and begin to rewrite my story out of dysfunction in to function. This is what the altars are for, so that I can find mercy and grace so that I can actually be productive. You with me? It's not complicated, but it is intentional. Jesus paid every price to clean up our life. We have to apply the purchase price of his blood to our soil of our hearts. You know, that's really the indication of what's, you know, you, you hear the promise in the Bible that you can produce 30, 60, 100-fold returns. You know, 30, 60, 100-fold is completely conditional upon the soil of the heart not contaminated, not stony, not rocky, not full of garbage. I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of seasons in my life where my heart's been full of stuff. And when my heart is full of things that aren't healthy, I have found that the the seed of God doesn't grow very well in there. And yet when I can begin to apply the blood of Jesus and forgiveness and the principles of the word and I begin to uproot what doesn't belong, clear the land, toil the land, set the land up, um, rototill, anybody seen a rototiller, remember those? Bring that one back about the backhoe, the backhoe. Yeah, okay. I want you to know, see, see, this isn't like you in your backyard, just these altars have power tools. There's powerful stuff here that can take roots, generational roots, stuff that's been in your lineage for your grandma was struggling with it and now it's in your world. I'm telling you, there are power tools in this church. Tonight, we were going to be unleashing power tools that will uproot roots and garbage and trash that are causing you to be unproductive so that you can step into what God originally intended for your life. Anybody with me? Why don't we just pray real quick together? We've got time. We're, we're still teaching a little. I, I want you to know the atmosphere is plenty powerful here. The worship was plenty powerful here. But sometimes your freedom is connected to teaching and understanding faith has to be in his word it has to be faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God we're preaching the word of God so that you can see what his will is once you see what his will is you can lay hold of it by faith and come into agreement with it I don't care how much faith you have if your faith is in the wrong thing or the wrong gospel or your faith is in what God doesn't want to do in your life instead of what he wants to do in and through your life then all the faith doesn't matter but teaching gets us into alignment with right thinking, and we have to see God through the right lens, and we have to see ourselves through the right lens. So I'm gonna teach a little bit because I believe teaching opens the door to true freedom. Just say a quick prayer with me, though. Father God, I know you love me. I know you created my life to be functional, fruitful. I'm supposed to be a blessing. My life is supposed to work because you're good and you're for me and the plans you have for me are to prosper me and to give me hope and a future. Are you guys okay if we keep going a little bit here? Okay, keep following me. But I also recognize there's some trash in my life that's not conducive to growing awesome things. I give you permission to inspect my heart, inspect my field, inspect my mind. And I ask you to partner with me in cleaning up what isn't working so I can step in to your promise and your pleasure revealed to me what you want to deal with tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody give God a hand. This isn't that hard, is it? It's not that complicated. It's pretty simple. Okay, next point. I have four points. I'm only going to do three points. Um, And I, so the second point is redeeming toxins trauma, twisting, and traffic. And I want to talk about all those things that have crept into my world. And I just want to quick give a quick story. Um, pretty innocent thing that happened to me when I was 12 years old. I was a good soccer player. And uh, at least I thought I was. And I was confident and loved the game. And I got invited to try out this team. It was called the Lions in Federal Washington. They were the top team in the region. And I was only 12. And I think I was going into sixth grade. I mean, you wouldn't think there's a whole lot of opportunity to get twisted in sixth grade. But um, rejection and um, disappointment can do a lot to you at any time of your life. And so I want you to know I gave everything I had. I, I didn't know anything but to try my best. And I gave everything to make this team. And I got cut. And what happened was, uh, well, it's not like when you're 12, you're able to process properly. You don't like psychoanalyze and go sit down and process. Wow. Now, that was rejection, and that was disappointing. And there's a danger, if I don't deal with this, that it might actually twist a man from the inside. Anybody see twisted? Um, And you're tracking with me. When you're 12, you're just like, oh, that sucked. I don't even know what just happened. But now, all of a sudden... Next year, I don't want to give my best or try out. And all of a sudden, I've conditioned myself to process pain and rejection through a lens that says, and who likes pain and rejection? I mean, who doesn't get the job and then just so excited to go right back and try again? I mean, we obviously have, uh, none of us wants pain, but most of us haven't processed pain and disappointment properly. And so what happened, here I am, a 12-year-old kid, and unfortunately I had, a, I had good parents, but my, my dad was pretty busy and he didn't take the time to walk me through that. And so here I am in Boise now. Boise, I found out, not Boise. Boise, like Colin, Haha. <laughs> here I am, and all of a sudden all these fear of failures Come up. I'm like, flipping A, man. That's like 40 years ago. How could I still have toxins left in my heart centered around fear of failure from something that happened to me when I was 12? Thank God for a church that's into freedom and it's 2020 free. And I'm like, all I know is these toxins aren't conducive for the fruit that God has sent us to produce in Boise. And yet, if I don't deal with them, God's promise doesn't grow in the trash of fear, doesn't grow in the trash of fear of failure or rejection or performance-based approval. And see, what happens is it wasn't just that injury that hurt. It was the cycle of performance-based approval that it sent me on that got me some returns, but not the kind of returns that are uh, um, healthy. You with me? Anybody performance-based approval? Most of us. Yeah. Um, And so what happens is, is I found myself prone to going to old vices and methods of meeting that need for approval or, or, and then trying to understand why is this not working and why do I feel this way? Why does this feel like that? And what freedom does is it allows me to go back into traumas. It allows me to go back into injuries. It allows me to go back into toxic thinking, toxic mindsets that aren't conducive for productivity. And so I Thank God I I sat down with one of the incredible ministry team in our church. And and there's times where you come to the altar and it's like, bang, it happens, and sometimes you gotta dig a little deeper. I guess, how productive do you wanna be? For me, I wanted to be productive enough to set up an appointment and spend a little time doing a deep dive into what the heck is wrong with me. I know it's not God's will that it's not working. I know he didn't create me to live in fear. I know he didn't create me to be anxious. I know he didn't create me to all of a sudden freeze up and not wanna go and give my best and make a bunch of excuses. That's what I started doing. I started making excuses for why this might not work. Really, what I, did, what I wanted to do was not have to give 100%. Because if I could just not give 100%, then if it didn't work out well, it's not because I'm not good enough. You, you're tracking with me. Trauma created a, a situation and a mindset that was setting me up to be unproductive. Now, let me tell you something. It's not just God's will. Just because you put your hand up and said yes to God, it's not just God's will, it's just gonna happen. You stepped into an opportunity, but now it requires your best productive heart for it to work. The seed of God, the promises of God, boy seed was the seed. I'm gonna call it boy seed. It was the seed that will produce supernatural harvest in that treasure valley. But that seed needs somewhere to land that's healthy. That seed won't grow in the trash dump of my heart that's full of, fe- full of fear. But I was full of fear. So what do I do? Keep throwing seed, keep confessing. It's a weird, no, no, no. Clean the fear out. Break contract with it. I went all the way back into that trauma with, a, with one of the ministers in this house and he walked me through it and we forgave my dad for not being in there. We invited God back into that chasm of opportunity where there should have been a voice saying, listen, I know that hurts, but your best is enough. You're gonna get back on the horse and you're gonna try your best again. No, 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 it is unacceptable for you to, to for you to surrender your athletic ability based on fear. No, 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 you're just gonna have to try again gonna have to try again son that's what I needed that's what I needed as a father I didn't get it okay so what didn't you get fine let's clean it up let's invite God back into it and I'm inviting God back into that place so that I can rewrite the script so that I can face what's in front of me today you with me that's what freedom is breaking contract I come out of agreement with a script I've been living under that's keeping me from optimum productivity. The promises of God are yes and amen, but they need to land in a heart and a mind and a spirit that has cleared itself of the debris and the toxins and the traumas of life. There has never been a more traumatized United States of America, never. Can God's promises work in a traumatized nation? Only if we will do the business of freedom, clear the debris and the dysfunction of our heart, and come into a place where God's seed can take root. Listen, I'm sorry, Colin and Melissa, we're, we're not bad leaders, but we're not the hope of Boise. God's promise is the hope of that valley and that region. His promise just needs a place to land that's healthy. What could God do with your life if it was healthy? Will you surrender with Melissa and I this year to the promise of God, the seed of God, the goodness of God, the will of God, even if it means doing some business? with me? All right, in the last three minutes, and then I want to prepare us. Tonight, it's Wednesday night. It's Encounter counter night. There's a grace here to do business. I want you to know, three weeks ago, wrestling with 40-year-old trauma. Today, free from 40-year-old trauma. You know why? You know why? Because I took an inventory of what was hindering the promise, like you need to do tonight, and then I brought it to somebody that I trusted and said, I can't handle this on my own. Can you help me? Will you pray for me? Can we break contract with this? And then we did the business, and I left there feeling alive and ready for Boise to experience the goodness of God. What's your your year intended for you to bring forth the goodness of God. I promise you freedom will always be in the way of promise. And you and I have to walk through the doors of freedom. Sometimes it's ugly. It's not always crazy like it was. It's not always some 40 year old tragedy. It doesn't need to be. It could be one little thing you've come into agreement. One little sin, one little activity, one little mindset. Whatever it is that's keeping you, because if all you do is look at freedom as just eliminating bad and you don't look at freedom as hindering optimum productivity, you see, when I start looking through life as through the lens of optimum productivity, I'll start to do anything to get things out of my way so that I can be optimally productive. You with me? So if there's a 30, 60, 100 fold and i am got 30, I'm like, well, how do I get to 60? You with me? Tonight, can you and I be a church, be a family? Can we do the business personally? Can we be coming to these altars and encountering God and, and asking God, maybe you're not fully aware of it. You don't even know what it is that's keeping you from optimum productivity, but something in your heart got stirred to be productive and you wanna produce for God and you want the seed of God and the promises of God to actually work in your life, well, then all I ask is you would be one that comes up here and you begin to say, God, reveal to me what's keeping me from housing your seed and incubating your promise. With me? Last, last, um, last point is God would like us to be entrusted and enlarged. And I want to, want you to understand something. Can you bring up that picture of the orchard um, next to the backhoe? And I, I need you to get this point because it's a powerful principle of freedom and why the freedom you go after this year um, might actually require more freedom next year. You see, what happens is if you, let's say there's, let's say there's 50 acres of orchard on this side, okay? and you get your life producing 50 acres of productivity, you know what happens when you're productive? You get promoted into new territory. But sometimes the territory you're promoted into actually looks like that. And so you, you, when you're promoted into new territory, it can feel like you're going backward and that you're dealing with old roots again and old injuries again and old traumas again. It can feel like you're regressing, but promotion just means you're being brought into new territory that needs to be cultivated again, and you gotta go back to work and clear the land. You got 50 more acres to work with. Don't just start sowing seed in them. Start clearing debris. Freedom might be your promotion. You might actually be being brought forward into things that need to be addressed so that you can make the new territory as productive as the previous territory that got you promoted. Freedom is a tool that can can turn into perpetual promotion. That means every time I'm brought into new territory, what if I just knew it's time to get to work, got trusted with more stuff, let's clear the land, Let's clear the land, let's clear the land. Can can I ask you a question? What farmer wouldn't think that's normal? Most of the parables in the Bible are agricultural for a reason, this is normal. Clearing the debris of your heart when you've been promoted into new territories of leadership, trusted with more. You see, God wants to entrust you and enlarge you. But the process of being entrusted and enlarged is you gotta go back to work on the issues of your heart that you must have dealt with at some point in your old because you just got promoted because something's working. And now you're frustrated because it feels like you're going backwards. You're not going backwards. You're going forward. You're going forward. You guys with me? Let's stand up on our feet. Can I have the ministry team come up? Listen, listen, listen. Does it need to be all night? Do not leave here without an appetite to be more productive for God. Would you do me a favor? Is anybody resonating with this in here? Just give me a show of hands. Does anybody feel like 2020 free is a year of 2020 function? 2020 fruitful, you with me? Okay, let's act on it. Can we act on it? Repeat after me. Father God, open my eyes to the productive, massive plans you have for me. Lead me in to places where my life is functional and fruitful. Identify everything that's keeping me from optimization. Unlock me and take me in to your
0: best. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages